I love this man. We have fun with each other. So I'm just pulling his leg a little bit. He has done a magnificent job. He working with the youth over at Grace Bible Church and is integral in the founding team uh, who has uh, been involved in uh, starting this great ministry at Camp Arete. So I'm glad to introduce him and have him inform many of you about what they are doing at Camp Arete. <laughs> Well, hello all. My name is Rick King, and as Robbie said, I am the um, the youth pastor at Grace Bible Church here in Houston, and I'm also the uh, chaplain, the chaplain of Camp Arete. Um, I was thinking about this. I found out a couple weeks ago I was going to make the announcement. I'm, I'm the pitch man for camp, it turns out, 2015. And I had to decide what it is that you tell a group of pastors concerning a youth camp. So here is my message to you group of pastors concerning our youth camp. And these are some of the things that I would like to know about a camp before I sent my kids there. So a little bit about camp leadership presuppositions. We all agree to a man, to a woman, that we live in the church age and we are strong local church advocates. Camp leadership agrees with Ephesians 4.11 that pastors and teachers are the gift of the age to teach the Word of God to flocks. We're all contributing, and, and myself even a contributing member of my local church. We're church people. We're not seeking to fix a dysfunctional church. We believe in, we trust the Word of God, and we're church folks. Do you understand what I'm saying? We didn't, we don't exist. We weren't, we weren't, uh, brought together as a group of people to fix something that's broken. Our hearts and our souls are in the local church. We bring kids to our camp to send them back to your ministries. We don't, we come alongside your ministries. We're not there to usurp the ministry of the local church in any way, shape, or form. Not one of us at camp has that as an agenda. And if I were a pastor considering pitching this to my youth and my church, I would want to know that first. It's who we are. We believe what you believe. We're free will. We're free grace. We're classical dispensationalists. We teach the Bible when we teach three times a day from a literal, grammatical, historical hermeneutic. We don't play around with the Scripture. If the Scripture says Jonah was swallowed by a big fish, I teach that Jonah was swallowed by a big fish. If the scripture teaches that Joshua, a trained military man, went to a city called Jericho and was told to march around the city seven times, you can even even leave your weapons behind, but don't forget the trumpets. And on the seventh day, blow those trumpets and the walls are going to come down. That's exactly what we teach at camp. We teach the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. We teach the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in eternal existence. We teach the second person of the Godhead come down to earth to pay the price for our sins. We teach the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's who we are at camp. That's what we're offering your kids. We're coming alongside your ministries, not trying to do something different. And we're exceedingly careful about who takes a teaching speaking position at our camp pulpit, exceedingly careful. 
everything that I've spoken to you, all our presuppositions in building camp, from the camp cooks to the counselors to the activities director to the nurse, folks, we're all in lockstep. This is who we are. We're the church. We're each other. We're extensions of your churches. We're not coming along to change what you do. We're highly, highly attuned to your ministries in the local church, and we work, desperately work, towards giving your youth something that they can take back to your churches and plug in with. We teach them that we are in the church and that the church is the essential messenger of God. The church is where the word is taught. And we tell them, you've got to go back into your churches and plug in. You've got to live the spiritual life in the church age in your local church. So if anybody has ever had a question about what it is we do, that's where we come from. That's where we start. We take very seriously what we do. We don't go into the mountains and hike in the Rocky Mountain National Park. That's not all we do. We don't only take the kids to Winter Park this year, a fantastic ski resort in the winter and a fabulous place in the summer, a beautiful place that the kids will love. That's not all we do, but we do that. We don't only take them on on boat rides to a private island in Grand Lake, although we are going to do that and they love it, every one of them, but that's not all we do. We teach the scriptures three times a day. We teach in the morning, we teach in the afternoons, and we teach in the evenings. From exactly the presuppositional position I just explained and described to you. That's who we are. We're your camp. We're your camp. We exist for the local churches that are here in this room and other local church friends around the country. This is why we exist, to minister to your kids one of the big things about Camp Rete is that kids come from all over the country. We've got six, seven, eight, nine, sometimes ten states in the last five years we've done it represented at camp. I've heard Robbie Dean several times mention Tommy Ice and their long history together. I only thank God, and I mean thank the Lord God, that they didn't meet at my camp. <laughs> but I'm glad you met. The stories that Robbie tells about Tommy, that richness, that heritage, that Christian upbringing that they have together is what we're trying to foster at camp. We're trying to foster the church coming together as the church, breaking the bonds of West Houston Bible Church versus Grace Bible Church versus Pine Valley Bible Church versus Country Bible Church versus Austin Bible Church, etc., etc. You get the point. We come alongside your ministries to send them back to you stronger. It's not because what you're doing doesn't work. We're church. We're church people. We come alongside you. Please understand that. We live out before the kids the two great commandments of the Lord. We live out our love for for our God first and foremost. And we live out our love for our neighbors before the kids. None of us are paid. Not one person in our camp staff from the top down to the bottom whatever the bottom is, whatever the top is. None of us are paid. We all take a week off from our jobs. We all spend our own money to get to camp. We never dip into any fund. There is no fund to dip into. We do this because it's it's our heart's desire and it's our call of the Lord to come alongside the church's ministry to offer the kids togetherness. 
They simply don't get it in the local church circle the way we can give it to them in this week and then send them back to you. It's essential. I see it on Facebook. I see it on Twitter. I see it on Instagram. I see it everywhere that Camparete has had an influence in these kids' lives. I could parade kids up here. I'm, I'm just not big into that. I'm teaching to, I'm talking to a group of pastors and I know that what you want to hear is that our camp is a spiritually safe refuge. It's a loving, Christian, biblical to the core place. Got to know that about Camparete. I spoke to a young lady earlier today. I'll point at her, but I won't say her name. She asked me not to. She's in a yellow shirt back there. Her name is Marcy. What the heck? Her name is Marcy. It's Marcy. But listen, let me tell you something about this girl. And, and it opened my eyes because during the lunch hour, instead of eating, she talked to this old guy. And I still don't understand that, but she gave me time. She invested in me, and I appreciate that. But the story that she told me of a camp that she has gone to, she said there were 14 to 18-year-old people at the camp. It was called a Bible camp. But what they were getting fed from the pulpit in the times that they were taught, she said, I felt like I was eating goldfish crackers when I wanted a meal. And Camparete offers full-course meals. We've had some of you guys. I'm not going to point you out. There's just no need. I wouldn't point myself out if I didn't. somebody didn't have to talk. But there are people in the room that have invested greatly in Camparete, and, and I appreciate all of your efforts. From, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you investing in these kids I love so dearly. The ironic thing is, now that I know you're all ready to jump up and sign all your kids up to come to camp with me for a week, is it is too late this year. Camp is next week. We leave for camp on Saturday, June the 27th. Camp runs from June 28th until July the 4th. So it's too late to send your kids. Never too late to offer prayer. I'm going to sit. I'm going to get in a van on Saturday morning at 4 a.m. on the 27th. And by the grace of God, hope to travel 20 hours that day and 1,100 miles. Uh, taking 29 kids to Colorado. That's just our group. The Connecticut group, David Roseland's group, has to fly. A whole bunch of issues, getting teenagers through an airport. Prayer. We covet your prayers. We need your prayers. We need prayers for safety. We need prayers for, provi- for provision on the ground. It's, it's no easy task to get food enough for 70 people uh, Two and a half hours up a mountain, even food preparation is a huge, a huge issue when, when you were traipsing into the mountains of Colorado. So prayers for everything, prayers for protection, for safety. Uh, last year we had a girl twist her ankle coming down the mountain. Uh, this year we have a girl that's going that's a diabetic. Uh, that, that poses its own group of problems. Prayer everywhere. Please, please pray for our camp. And pray for our ministry. Pray for what we're doing, coming alongside the local church. All we all we exist to do is to come alongside the local church. Nobody's ever left camp thinking that it wasn't a good week. None of our kids. But like I said, I'm, I'm not talking to kids, and I'm talk, not talking to their parents, really. 
I'm talking to a group of pastors that have to make the decision to either get behind Camperete and pitch it to your kids or not to. That's what I'm asking. That's why I've presented this information. We could always use more campers. Can I field anybody's questions about our camp? Yes, sir. The kids range from 13 to 19. Um, we have taken 12-year-olds if we know the 12-year-olds, uh, if we know their parents, if we know their, uh, let's say, mature, more mature 12-year-olds, we have gone down to the 12-year-old range. But some of the topics, I mean, we, we teach real Bible and real life uh, situation. Uh, our counselors get into the nitty-gritty of these kids' lives. So when you get down into the 12-year-old range, it kind of gets sketchy, you understand? So uh, 13 to 19 is is our target age range. Anybody else? I'm going to ask one question. When you as pastors think about the the value or the or the lack of value of Camperete, is there is there any one thing that that could ease your mind concerning the trip? The travel, the week. Is there is there that that one thing that there's a hurdle to sending your kid a thousand miles across the country? If there is, uh, I invite you. I I'm actually imploring you to find me and let me know what that question is. We exist to serve your churches, and we're willing to to turn our camp into something that better serves your needs. If that exists, please let me know what it is. Robbie, that's all I've got, sir.